0: Welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast. We are dedicated to bringing you comprehensive insight into the ways and purposes of God. We hope this will encourage, equip, and empower you to live your life without limits. As you realize your potential, you will join a dynamic group of passionate people who are actively bringing the unstoppable power of heaven into the darkest places on earth. Join us as we hear from regular, everyday people who are living the adventure of a lifetime in every area of their lives, including business, relationships, finances, and health. Here is your host, Justin Self. Welcome. I'm very excited today about our
1: special guest, Pastor Peter from Watamu, Kenya. In this podcast, you will hear uh, Pastor Peter share a little bit of his intro, uh, you know, his story about how he came uh, to be a minister in that particular area. And I want you to know he is a man who's doing the gospel. <laughs> Pastor Peter is man, he's boots on the ground, him and his team, they came from nothing. But they had a desire to reach people and to bring life to people through the power of Jesus. And, you know, he himself, he, he wasn't born again until, until later. You know, he got into some crazy stuff in, at an early age and he had a radical transformation. His life was changed by the power of the gospel. So when you hear him speak, you can hear the power and the passion of the gospel of Jesus Christ and how powerful it is that Jesus moves on a person who doesn't know him, right? God wants to bring people into family. He sets the lonely into family is what the Bible says. And Jesus is still doing miracles today. Jesus is still bringing life to people today. And in this episode, you're going to hear Pastor Peter share some amazing stories about just that. Now, I wanted to mention that, um, you know, I've been there. I've been to Kenya with Pastor Peter. I've seen how he does things. I've seen how he does life uh, and how he treats his family and how he treats his, his ministers, you know, the people that are under him that serve. He is a man of integrity. I am vouching for him a hundred percent. This is a man of integrity, of wisdom, of kindness. He handles finances wisely. He has, he handles large sums of finances my, my, wisely, and small sums. He is faithful in little. He is faithful in much. God has uh, brought provision to him. That's just insane. And we don't, uh, we're not going to get into it today, but uh, probably another episode we'll, we'll bring him back and we'll talk a little bit more about the church and just kind of, you know, where, uh, what happened with the church. Cause it's such an amazing story that, you know, meeting in the dirt to like having this one of the most, probably the, the most beautiful uh, building uh, in all of Kenya. Probably the most amazing church building in all of Kenya is what has been said. Um, so this is a man who, you know, cultivates a relationship with the Lord uh, above all else. Pastor Peter uh, is awesome. So (laughs) enough about that, right? He's awesome. You'll hear for yourself. But I did want to offer you the opportunity to give. And to give financially to Peter. If you're listening and you're encouraged and he's blessing you and it's, you know, stirring you up, uh, man, I, I encourage you uh, go to patreon.com slash unstoppable blog. And I have a, one of the tiers, you know, the monthly tiers or whatever. One of those is for uh, Pastor Peter in Kenya. And so I encourage you. Uh, consider giving and when you do i can guarantee and you are giving into good soil he is him and his team are getting the gospel out to the darkest places on earth they're seeing muslims born again they're seeing witch doctors born again they're seeing the most amazing things in the world and so i encourage you to do that so with that please enjoy the episode be encouraged be fired up and let pastor peter minister to your heart and soul on today's episode yeah hey there you are
2: yeah, you can hear me?
1: Yes, sir. I can hear you just fine. I can see you. I can hear you. Can you hear me and see me?
2: I can see you and hear you very, very clear.
1: <laughs> uh, good evening. How are you?
2: I'm good. And you?
1: Oh, I'm very, very good. Thank you so much. Um, I'm just going to do a couple tests. I'm getting the audio set right now. Okay. Why don't you t- tell me about your day? What did you do today?
2: Man, my day was very, very tough and tight on a Saturday. I went to Malindia, I was doing some transaction. I also met uh, some pastors who had some few issues and uh, challenges due to the COVID-19. They wanted my encouragement and how they can maneuver and keep floating. So we had some times and uh, had lunch with one of them. Yeah, and then I just rushed as a Saturday. You know, Saturday is very tricky for pastors because of preparation for Sunday. So I had to pass by the church and do some few things. That's why I recorded I requested for those few minutes. Add.
1: Amen. Who, who yeah. did you see in Malindi? Was that Pastor Benson? Did you see him?
2: Yes, I met cool. Pastor Benson as well. And another pastor that uh, had a church And uh, during the time of the covid uh, only daughter, man was uh, was pregnant. Man at the age of fifteen, uh, and man was like a blow. You know, the ministry when you you a daughter and people look upon a pastor's kid as uh, as unique or something. And this lady was very like uh, ambition and very very very, very, very uh, serving without of worship. So she she had like depression. So it's like even she she had like a shame. And wanted like to commit suicide. So it's, a, it's an issue that even caused like the the mother to have like depression and mm. pressure or something. But uh, we just had a good time and I promised to visit them and just try to encourage them to continue. Man, it was a challenge here.
1: I'm so thankful that you're here. Thank you for taking the time. I just really want to um, probably just record this, you know, so our listeners can hear your story. Hear about how Jesus yeah. has changed your life and how... Mm-hmm. You know God's doing things in Kenya, and really what the Holy Spirit is doing in Kenya, and what God's working and doing through you, and what you're yeah. seeing. So maybe like mm-hmm. an update, um, and then also it'd be interesting to hear, I guess, how we met. So we can start with that. So, you're Pastor Peter, Reverend Peter, Chosen, mm-hmm. H- how did how did we meet? You're you know you're all the way in Watamu, Kenya, and here I am, in, I'm in California now. But how on earth did these two people end up meeting? How crazy!
2: I think it's very very crazy and divine uh, and uh, the Bible says that uh, God does not bring the house of Jacob together in vain. so every time like God brings people together or connect is for a great purpose in fact even for a like like this one a time like this one that we can meet and maybe share the gospel but uh, I remember how we met we met through a friend of whom God had uh, given a word from the US, uh, a word for Africa. And uh, uh, Pastor David and the the wife, and they came like all the way to Kenya without knowing the destination or the place or anybody. And they they came in our city, they come in our village and uh, in hotel, in a hotel, they they asked a beach boy, in fact, who was even not a, a Christian, like uh, in this city, do you know of uh, any pastor who does things for the community, who can interpret, who who does? He just asked few questions about reputation and uh, and 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 so, and this beach boy said, man, I know of one pastor. Uh, Peter chosen. So, and that beach boy man, me, I didn't know him before. (laughs) And and, uh, that was funny. And uh, it was around um, 11 a.m. in the morning and me and my wife, we had gone for, for a prison ministry to preach in prison. And uh, so this gentleman came like looking for me in the church, I was not there. He came home, I was not there. And he looked for me like all over the the village, man, I was not available. And what, what gives me a challenge is that how did he not thought of another pastor in the city? And you know, like for me, I'm a missionary here at the coast Although I'm a Kenyan, but I don't come from this. Region I come like uh central part of far uh, rift, so I'm not from the tribe here, I'm not indigenous, we are like newcomers, even in fact, even here sometimes we are taken like as uh, as 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 invaders <laughs> or something so this man yeah, yeah, so we are Kenyans, but you know there are issues when people come like from very, very far and come like here uh so this man met me like around. Uh, in, uh, five in the evening. Five in the evening. So uh, I was with my wife, men who had come from prison with our very old van. We even did not have gas. We did not have nothing. Men, we were we were hopeless. We were we were serving by by faith. And you know, like in those days earlier when we were starting the ministry, there were some challenges. There were some Muslim issues. There was no intolerance. There were so many. So it was like a time when the gospel man was very down and very tough. Mm -hmm. So when he came, well, he just came like running. I saw him coming and running and I was like, I was like very tired from prison. We did not have nothing. We were still thinking about the uh, everything, the ministry, even like the food, even like the children. Then I saw a guy coming, running. Hi, pastor, hi, pastor. There's a guy in the hotel. He's an American and he's looking for a pastor. I've been looking you since morning until now. So I asked my wife, what do you think about it? And my wife told me, hey, yeah, it's okay. You can just go and meet him. So I just had like a doubt because I had a doubt of this gas. I'm not sure if this gas in this van will like take me to the hotel and take me back and do not have even the money. But uh, I just tell him, okay, anyway, let's go. And we went to the hotel. Uh, that's when I met Pastor David Reagan. Mm-hmm. In the hotel, I know he's. Uh, I know you know him. He has some high pass and like, hey man, and uh, I'm Pastor David, uh, from America. So it was like, who is who is this man? So okay,
1: <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I <was>
2: like, him. <laughs> so yeah. I was like, so the, the how how he like uh, took me was like a buddy that maybe we know each other. You know, he's very social. And something, and was like, okay, okay, and and uh, I, then I now listen to him saying, okay, me and my wife, God has given us a word for a place called Kipini, and uh, when we googled, we see that Kipini is in the far north. I said, okay, I, I also heard hears of the place, and I don't know. So what I told him, I advice him, because you're an American. I would like first to go and, uh, and seek like security from the area police that uh, can join us also for them to give me the mapping of the place you know order I can know. So I, I, by, now, by then now, I'd forgotten about the gas I'd forgotten about even the anxiety and the fears. I went to the police station in my, in my area and this police commander, when I mentioned the name Kipini, and I told him that these guys are American. He told me, "No, listen to me, Pastor. We love you and we know you. Don't take those guys there because that area, Kipini, is, uh, is 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 uh, is is insecure. It's one of the area that is marked because it's not very very far. It's very far north, like in Lamu County. It's like the last border that borders Kenya and Somali,
1: mm, Somalia." So, yeah.
2: Yeah, I was like very happy now thinking that I'm, I'll go back to the hotel and the pastor will like my man because I'm like saving his life. When I went and told the man about the issue, he looked me straight at the eyes and told me, Pastor, you know what? I know about that. He told me in my country, I work uh, as a bail bond and I, I I arrest people. I arrest people. I work with the police and the security operators. Someone's like, man, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> who are you? are you? Are you are you a brother of Arnold Schwarzenegger? <laughs> 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 okay. I told him, okay, give me a few more minutes. Let me go now. Because this police advised me there is like a, another, another arm of security, they're like military. It's not like police. He told me, us in the police station, we are under jurisdiction. So, but go to another place where you'll find militaries, maybe those who can direct you. So I went to them, And I met one guy there who uh, the boss was like drunk and something. But there was one guy, a a military officer who was a Christian. So he he told me, man, okay, if you guys give me like small money, it's okay. I can give you my officer. And now the officer that he was giving us, man, was a Christian and was born again. Amen. Wow. So that's how the divine. I ran back to David, man, and I said, Okay. We now have a deal, we have to go. And uh, I said, but uh, these guys want money. And uh, Pasadena said, yeah, it's okay. I'll give you some money. He went back to the hotel room, man, and told me, okay, this money, you can give part to the, to the army officer and you can, you can put gas to the... Uh, he's, in fact, he said that some we can use for the travel. Let me tell you, that was the first time that we, that we put full tank, gas to our to our mission van. Mm,
1: awesome.
2: I went to the I went to the gas station and I told this attendant that uh, put full tank. He was like, Pastor, are you sure you want full tank? <laughs> <laughs> before, before he started to feel like again, he was like, did you say it full tank? Because he was using <laughs> He <laughs> was, was used to me like a few shillings or something. I said, hey man, full tank. No, I was Fill it
0: ready. up. <laughs> <Full>
1: tank, <man. laughs> oh, that's awesome. Wow. What a feeling yeah. I bet that was.
2: Yeah, man. And uh, I went, I, I met this police officer, man. I gave him some money that he wanted. And uh, I called like my team. Uh, that night I made sure that all oh, my evangelism team were ready, generator and speakers and the keyboard and we started proceeding towards there,
1: mm.
2: the place. But uh, to cut the story short, I can tell you, when we reached to this place, it was a place where there's some tribal wars. It is a place where there the, the, is destitute and uh, the, 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 the issue, but there's a crash between the Christian and the Muslims. Uh, we went to the area, security men, they, they allowed us to hold the meeting. And then, and then, uh, I placed like the speakers and the generator and the music within a few minutes, man. it was crowded. Mm. And I can tell you exactly the word that the Lord had spoken to these servants of God, Pastor David. It is exactly what happened in that meeting. So that is how like the introduction came, and uh, when he went back to the to the u S. Later, after a few days, there was a somewhere I was volunteering as a as a community community guy. Just when they come for a program, they had like a meeting a meeting somewhere, and they wanted some people to attend a certain conference in the, in the U.S. And I was given an invitation, man, to go to the embassy. Now, man, this invitation is coming. I don't have money. I don't have nothing in bank account. I have no certificate. I remember telling God, I'm going to this embassy with this invitation. And I don't want questions. What I want is a visa. Man, mm. it's not easy get a visa. The United States from from Kenya, and it was also around the time when there were so many issues of with the insecurity, the Al shabaab militias were fighting with Kenya. the The U.S. embassy was trying like to cross ties they were very strict on people who were traveling, but it was around the same time that God granted me an opportunity. Amen. So when I, went, when I when I told Pastor David that, oh man, I've gotten a visa and uh, I'll be coming I'm one of the delegates, and you know what he told me, man? I'll bring you over. (laughs) The the meeting was taking place in St. Louis, in one of the Kenyan community church. But Pastor David said, man, I'm bringing you over. When I first landed to the U.S., man, I did not have even like $20 even like to have like coffee. Even on transist in places, I didn't have like Nothing. When I came like to these meetings, you know, when you meet like the Kenyan community, there's some arranged things. Uh, and uh, Pastor David flew now me over to to Portland, Oregon. And uh, that was that was now around the time that uh, I came now to meet guys like you, generous, and you, and and I think you know when I came and met uh, with you guys and the house church and the people's church, and we started meeting with you. But the first time we met with you is and when we had a meeting is when we, we had like a talk about community work and then agape. And then we was like yeah. agape. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agape was, uh, was a vision. Yesterday, yesterday, man, I was there feeding the kids about 90 and we were sewing the mask because the school opened like one week ago and the government placed like a, a lot of secu- security measures of the COVID, all kids must have masks, running water. Thank God that we had managed to do uh, the, the, the water and the and the mask and the something. So we were, we were like doing that, and I I was remembering, I was remembering you like how we shared that thing. And started we start. Yeah. So man, you, hey, let's start. You see now that was a vision that was also like in the air, like yeah. in there. But when meet with you, man, I like conceived the idea, and until today, I've seen like uh, Muslim kids coming to our. Christian school, that was something like uh, has never like happened in this city. Through that, I've seen recommendation. Man, we've helped like kids who have uh, been uh, raped. We've rescued even kids from the early marriage and helped so many. I think you you were here, you know, all the kids here, the parents are like addicts and very, very poor. Uh, Even some like we try. And uh, so that is how I met you in the states, and now you guys came over to yep. Kenya. And again, I remember you are leading. You are leading the team. And uh, the first time that uh, we picked you guys at the airport in Mombasa and coming from Kilifi in a, in a supermarket, you grabbed like the first hand and shared about Jesus. And that is when the whole meeting like registered the first soul yep. that yep. gave his life. Christ in your
1: meeting. <laughs> yep, I remember that. That was in the parking lot yeah. of that supermarket. And uh, we were taking a quick yeah. bathroom break, I think. And I just was looking around. I'm like, okay, Lord, here yeah. we are. You yeah. know, we're here.
2: The guy in the supermarket.
1: And uh, he just pointed a, a man. There was a man sitting on a motorcycle outside. And he said, that's, that's the one. Go Go talk to that man. And so I just yeah. walked up and I don't yeah. remember what I said, but I know eventually, yeah. I don't know how I introduced myself, but we started talking about Jesus and the guy gave his life to Jesus. Yeah. It was awesome.
2: Even me, like, uh, because I was concentrating, like, with the group, how they'll get in and something. I even don't remember how, like, you you went, man, and like grabbed the guy. Only saw you, like, guys together. Now he was already in the in the conversation. You're already in the conversation, and uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, he he accepted Christ, and uh, in, in part of your in part of your numbers, that was the first soul, like. Yeah. Give its life to Christ. That
1: was awesome. Going back to what you said about when we met, I remember when I met you and we were at lunch, we went uh, to Beaches restaurant in Vancouver, Washington. And I remember we were talking about, like you said, talking about community programs or something. And I just was reminded of a vision that I had had from years ago about, I mean, and it, it looked like Africa, and there yeah. were just these African children and these people, and it was a village. And I didn't, I didn't know it at the time, but of course, when I went there, I saw it for real. But I was seeing it, you know. Yeah. And I shared some of these things with you about how, like, bringing water into this like village and like a community program and bringing life and like just you and I. I think remember, do you remember that?
2: And in fact, when you shared about that, it was like. Uh was like a dream that came to you and again was confirmed through your life. I, I, remember, right. I, remember, I remember very, very well. Yeah, that's correct.
1: And I remember <clears throat> together when we started talking about this, man, we just started getting fired up about it. And you know, it wasn't just emotional. <laughs> like you said, it was divine. It was the Lord breathing something on it.
2: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and, and, and you know, immediately when I went back to Kenya, is when I found already there was this pastor who had this orphanage and he was closing down due to some issues and challenges. And the only man that uh, was recommended by the community and by the county government was myself. So it was like, hi. And when you came all the way, that was like exactly the program that started man. And uh, in fact, every time I share like about this program, every time I talk even with a friend, I say man, this vision was ignited by, by someone. And I know that uh, man, God will sustain it to perfection.
1: Yes. And it's not been easy, mm. um, but you, you man. Know, God, he, he, he provides, he, where does, where does this yes. stuff come from? I mean, and I, and I was just telling people, remember um, back in December where we, we took that, I mean, it was an offering and we, we brought in $487. I'm here to tell you yes. that, came, that came in in three hours. I mean, that Mm -hmm. money came out of nowhere. And then remember, even in the past, when we just started doing Agape, uh, when we did bring the water lines and we did bring the electricity and the bathrooms and stuff, man, I'm telling you, that money just came from nowhere. I mean, it was awesome how God provided that money. He provided it. It, I think all of those projects happened within a day or two. I mean, it was a very (laughs) short amount of time and that money came in. Yeah. Um, I love that. Well, let me, let me mention this. You've, you've mentioned multiple times that there are people in the community who know you as a man of integrity and they don't even know you personally, but, and you don't know them, but they know you. They say, Oh, Pastor Peter, he's the one, you know, he's the one you should give the orphanage to. We trust him. He's the one that you, you know, the American, you know, so these people know you, but, and, and you know, you're talking about all this power. And, and I mean, God is doing some amazing things through you, but you weren't always like that. You're not this mm-hmm. perfect, amazing saint, although I love you and you are amazing, but I mean, yeah. you're you're not up here, you know, way up high and then the rest of the world is down here. So why don't you tell me just a little bit about your your testimony real quickly so that people can understand where you came from and wow, what God's done.
2: Yeah. Okay. I think, uh, myself, like as I mentioned before, I come from uh, rift Valley that is very, very fun. Robu Down is like, um. East side of Kenya. And uh, God called me to this place. And uh I was not a Christian. In fact, I, I was like Jonah, who had like lost steps, and uh and I'd started like doing some 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 stuffs and, and I just mistake like other people will do. And uh, God restored me back to this city to this city of Watamu. And uh when I came here and I gave my life to Christ, and I, I was under pastor for for some time here locally. I I, I say that uh, mm, I will not like, I will not like, uh, sit down, I'll, I'll, I'll like take this gospel like to places. And I remember that time when I was starting the ministry or maybe doing some outreaches, there was that issue that was telling you uh, because you know that uh, the, the Kenyan coast is like a Muslim dominant and mm-hmm. until now, there are some places where you cannot host like a crusade. You cannot even go and preach there. It's like a Muslim domination. But one thing I learned when I came when I came here is that um, the only way we'll win the world is through love. It's through love, and uh, I started like. Uh, getting and uh, entering to these people like Muslim communities. And uh, because their children, are the one who are most affected with drug addictions and uh, so many things and so on, so I started, like, uh, interacting so much direct to them, like in counseling, trying to help them on rehabilitation and some behavior change and something. So that gave me, like, a like a ground in this city. And I'm also, like, the only pastor who can even go, like, in that zone and do, like, a meeting where people come by and say, hey, with that man, is okay. Uh, but I don't want to say that I'm, I'm that. Perfect, like other pastors, we still do mistakes here and there, and something, but uh, I think it is through that and being focused to the kingdom mindset, like how we said about the agape and the children, and, and getting so much. Because one of the secrets that I knew about the gospel when he planted the church is that uh, uh, our church must create an impact and transformation to our community. And even to the time that uh, we were very, very poor and very, very down, maybe that will be a testimony for another time, the testimony of our church and something. We, we like now that beach boy that came, he knew me uh, because we normally host, like even when they were like, uh, youth radicalization, even some were joining like uh, militia and terrorism, crossing over to Somalia and transform- transforming. I knew the only way that you can we can reach out to these people and make them to be useful in their mind, it is through interacting with them and you cannot go and preach to them direct. So I just came up with like uh, sports and I used to arrange like a uh, football tournament, uh, soccer, and I do like a uh, peace uh, peace cup. And uh, I do like uh, unity, whatever. So I, I and I was like saving men and training out of out of like nothing to make sure that we have trophies and something. So that's that's through what help us like to grow and even like to that man there. I know he must have knew me or known me through part of those. Facility, but at least with 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 the testimony uh, about here about here is that that's what I can share. Maybe like a friends like you, who normally like maybe God will speak to you and uh, you will you will put a hand and help one two three and other people here and there. And they just cause us to to stand and. Uh, and and I know the testimony that we can ascertain is that uh, regardless of how things have been, now things have changed. We are having now like uh, religious tolerance, you can have like crusade, peaceful. But in those days, like 10 years down the line, it was not easy. You could come and put like your speakers and uh, and, and a podium, a dias, and then those young people will come and say, Man, here is a uh, whatever. They just come even destroy like there. They the, the speak or something, but we just had like a tolerance and maybe push to them slowly until we see like the the environment now getting transformed that they can't even open up their their heart for god wow, yeah why
1: don't you go ahead and share
2: Okay. I, I think, I, I think um uh, what I had like um what i had um, um a word from the from the Lord was um, was uh, in this timing, in this timing and uh, when I was coming like to prepare and asking the Lord what uh, I'm going to share in this meeting. I prepared like very, very good and God like giving me so many wordings. And I remember I was talking with my leaders and my teams and uh, thinking thinking and telling them what is happening around the world. And uh, I was feeling that uh, uh, it is coming, it is coming a time in life where where the church will now fight or will uh, work out to get back to its position. And I was telling, the the missionary and the evangelism team that uh, I'm even now no longer interested in uh, watching television or even to to get to know what is uh, what is happening what is happening around the world in in politics or in in whatever in crisis or in trouble. Because everything that is happening and everything that is coming, it is just about building the kingdom of the world.
1: Yeah, okay. we,
2: we, We as Christian, we have a mandate. And that's why you're seeing that even the church is being caught up in... In the crisis, it is being caught up even in the in the in the in the politics. is being compromised even in the area because uh, it, is, it is it is it is focusing so much in the businesses of the world, and uh, we forget the the exalt mandate that uh, god made us to stand in a in, in a such a time and uh, the reason why god called us in this time is because he knew that we shall have the power even to stand in this time of the covid god knew that he will give us uh, some shockum sobas even to overcome but now the the challenge comes by where that even we are still singing the, the song of the world. We are still caught up like in the area. And the, the Bible says in the book of First uh, Corinthians, chapter number four and uh, verses number 20, uh, the Bible says that for the kingdom of God is not a matter of words. But of power. Amen. The kingdom of God is not a matter of words, but of power. But you see, once we are talking of the power or the manifestation in our time, is like we've been left with just talking things. There are not showing results. The Bible says that the latter church will be stronger than the former one. Uh, but now, when you come to the realization or to the fact, we are, we are, we are in a place whereby there is no manifestation. And when I was thinking about this word, I was having a dream whereby the church will come back to the format that even the, 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 the politicians, even the, the world, even when things are going astray, the world and the committee and the great people of the world will seek to know what is God saying about this thing. What is the kingdom all about? Because the the governments and the politics and the forces of the world they'll just talk, they'll just give the words, they'll give the promises. But the Bible distinguishes the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the world. You say the kingdom of God is not only about words, but is about power, is about authority, is about manifestation and uh and uh and now the prayer that i that i that i'm having it is to see that thing in our time that even we will have a people that stopping stopping even some some things to happen like how uh, 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 elijah like how elijah stood and say that it will it will not rain yeah Right? It will not rain. And he did not say it will not rain by the word of the Lord. In fact, he's saying by my word.
1: Yeah.
2: It yeah. will not rain. He had a power in himself and he believed in himself. What will we do? Because those prophets and those uh, guys and the people that you read in the Bible, they lived in their times. But this is our time. We no longer want to hear that Joshua in a battle stood the sun until the victory will be realized to the side of God. We want to see it happening in our time. But you see now us, we've been left with words. We've been left with talking, but no manifestation of power. The Bible says that the disciples, when they were working with Jesus, they used like to display themselves like two by two and going to the villages, going to places. And when they were coming like when they were coming like back, when they were coming like uh, like back in the evening, they, they, they came like rejoicing, they came like celebrating, they came like thanking God and saying, you know what? Demons are obeying. Blind eyes are opening. The dads are rising. So now taking on our time, I'm trying to check on a, on a, on a season. How will we have a, a shift? How will we have a transformation that will be real? That will hear that uh, miracle happening until the, the, the governments of the world, they'll say, man, we have to listen when things are not happening, when the, when the economic crisis, we'll not just wait to hear the, the politician giving the solution. We'll have to hear what are the prophets saying? And especially now in, in all parts of the world, there've been so many things that have like, caused even the church like to go like very down and, and very ashamed. Even like how people are saying, like giving prophecies and talking until even now, the church has become like a center of mockery. But' I'm now'm I'm, I'm feeling that we can like get back to ourselves. We can get back to our to our senses. We, we can get back to the to the time that to, to the time that the, the churches used like to to, 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 to to set aside resources for soul winning, outreach and missionary, sending missionary to places. But now you see, like you see, like you see, like uh, people are people are sending people are people are like are, are like allocating funds for 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 snacks and and foods and other things that are not important. Even you can wonder, as these hotels or what, people giving very minimal, very minimal resources for evangelism or outreach. When people like gather and have like a like a mega church or something, they get like contented in, in one place, but they don't know the kingdom of God is about people mm-hmm. the kingdom the, the heartbeat of God is soul winning the heartbeat of God is is go-y. the great commission is about going is about reaching out is about reaching that one. Even Jesus, the Bible says that he left behind the 99, just going for that one soul because the kingdom of God is about power. Amen. So that is all, that is all like, um, I was, I was like feeling even as we get into around this time, as we are building ourselves, all of us, we can get in like to the business. All of us, we go back to the heart of worship. We come back to the time that people used to see God, back to the time that people we used to hear from God clear, back to the time when when Moses said, like, you know, I'm not getting out of here. Unless the glory of God is going with us, we get into a place whereby we want to move with the power of God and we see it in manifestation. So, man part of God that God gave me for tonight and I'm believing that that time is coming when we'll all reorganize ourselves when the when the world will open the 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 airports and the big hubs and the network and the traveling People will get into the business. When the business community are thinking about getting to the next flight, like to go and make a a dollar, to go and make a business, people will think like to get to the next flight and get into that village, get into that city, get to that town that the gospel has not reached. People will see the, how can we encourage? Like now, God is putting a burden in my heart to reach for, for, to, to, to build the body of Christ. There are pastors in this city who are not opening like the church. The time of the crisis, they were like pressed down. They just want uh, people to reach out to them and tell man, you can continue. We, you can go on. You can go on. We need a people that we shall build us ourselves together. We shall build our mind and our understanding together in order we can get back to the position that Jesus said, I'm building my church upon this rock. Amen. I'm building my upon this foundation where the gates of hell will not prevail. But now see the gates of politics, the gates of the enemy, everything has passed through that gate and we no longer sustain the power that God has for us. Amen. Amen,
1: brother. Wow. You know, as you're speaking, I'm, I was reminded, you know, just what you're talking about. This really reminds me of Moses and the Red Sea. You yeah. remember when he was there, and I think this is kind of prophetically what you're saying. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, Moses says to the people, hey, don't be afraid. Stand still. God's going to fight your battle for you. And then in, in mm-hmm. chapter 14 of Exodus in verse 15, mm-hmm. God changes things. He, he It says here, it says, so Moses just gets done saying, hey, guys, hang out. God's going to fight your battle. Verse 15, mm-hmm. and it says, and the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? Why are you crying, yes. like Moses? You, you know, you tell the children of Israel to go forward and look at this. It says, but you lift up your rod and you stretch out your hand and you reach out over the sea and you divide the Red Sea. Most of us think that it was God who just kind of did everything and Moses just kind of hung back. But you notice Moses was saying, oh, you know, I'm just going to hang out. God's going to take care of my battle and I'm not going to do anything. But God says to Moses, you do it. You do something about it. You walk in the power that I gave you. And that's what I'm hearing you say is that this is the time for the church to receive that word from the Lord and not just to sit back and say, well, God's going to win in the end. You know, this is just Mm -hmm. the signs of the times. We're coming to the end of the age and God's going to win in the end. Well, that is true. God's going to win. But Mm -hmm. I believe the Lord is saying to us, you reach out your hand over the sea. You divide it. You walk in the power.
2: Uh Yeah. It is all about us. And in fact, God always looks for people that he can partner to work together. God look for people that he can send, he can anoint, he can, he, can, he, can, he can put his power in other people can manifest. It is all about us to stand in our position.
1: Brother, you are the tip of the spear. In that part of the world, you are pressing forward with the gospel into a place of darkness, and you've seen it happen. And man, I'm telling you, you are pushing aside the, the gates of hell. You're bringing the gospel of Jesus, and what you're saying is true. Everything you're saying, you have walked in it, and I'm encouraged mm-hmm. by your story. I'm encouraged by what God's doing in you and through you. It calls me up to a higher level, and I'm encouraged. And I'm blessed in every Amen. way. Amen. Praise God. Would you would you be able, be willing to pray over the listeners? Um, yeah. we've got listeners all over the world, um, several different countries, probably most of us are in the U S. Um, but what, mm-hmm. will you pray and, and give us a blessing and pray, um, over those things that you've seen?
2: Amen. So we can believe together and pray. And before I pray, I will encourage and build you again, that the kingdom of God is not about words is about power and what I'll pray to God is that his power will come to you life. And that is why even when Jesus was preparing his disciples for service, he first told them that going, you go somewhere in the upper room and after the spirit of God will come upon you, you will receive power. I'm also praying to God that regardless of what is happening in the world, regardless of the fears and the anxieties and the trouble and the crash of Everything we can just hold to the promises of God. We can trust in him knowing that he's not a man, that he can lie. We can still trust and believe in him in healing, that he's Jehovah Rapha who healed our diseases no matter what will happen. And, uh, and having God on our side, we are more than conquerors. And I think what we need to do and to believe in God now and tomorrow, it is to arise in the occasion, knowing that God knew that we'll be the one who will be alive in a, such a time, we'll be able to sustain. The people that we read in the Bible, Moses, Joshua and other great people, they could have divided the sea. They could have done miracle, go in the fire, but they couldn't have withstand even the the pandemic, the COVID-19 and the troubles and whatever. God knew that it is us. That is why we are alive today. So may God God bless us, may God bless us, may God bless us and uh, let me pray, let me pray together. And I believe God that this program will get to places. God will bless even Pastor Justin together with with his ministry. God will bring like people on board who will put a, a network that will help even the gospel to go farther, farther even to bigger places that the gospel has never reached for the glory of God. Let me pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, I want to thank you because you're Jehovah. I want to thank you, God, because of uh, of the listeners. Oh, dear God, that your your power and your anointing and grace will come upon them. I know, God, there is no distance. Oh, dear Father in your word Jehovah go through this network i'm sending you your word Lord your father that we leave them the bible says that you're the one that raises the poor from the dust i've seen you doing it on yourself you can even do to another person in the us you can never you can do it for another person in the any part of the world in the mighty name of jesus god i pray that talking of the glory you will even the the families that are shaking. Will encourage even the businesses that are shaking. Will encourage on your father even the young people, young adults or your father. Even through this time, you raise a people who will stand on your father by your word and by the covenant to see this word going to places. I bless you, God, and I send your miracle, your father, to everyone who will listen to this word on your father and choose to act, God. That even when the airport, when the when the, when the big of the world will open they'll have a desire to take the gospel they'll invest their strength their power their finances their resources oh dear father to make the gospel oh dear father transform and reach even to the unreach I bless you and I thank you because you're Jehovah and it is in Jesus name I pray and I believe amen and amen and
0: amen amen brother Yeah, I love you thank you so much
2: me too Pastor Justin
0: Thank you for listening to The Unstoppable Podcast. For more, visit us at unstoppableblog.net. Join our email list at unstoppableblog.net to receive exclusive weekly content along with more teachings, blogs, and other resources. You can also find us on Facebook at Unstoppable Blog.